0: This is episode 28 of Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast, and Chris, i we just did one of the most intense interviews we've ever done here on the show, and that's saying a lot. We've had Mike Aiello, we've had Roddy, we've had James, we've had so many amazing guests, but this one uh, may take the cake when it comes to uh, really a behind-the-scenes look into what it's like to be a Halloween Horror Nights icon.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, this guy, the stories, um, the backstories, the things that happened behind the scenes, the things that happened on set, you guys will absolutely adore this interview. All
0: right. There is no reason because there is no reason to delay. So we did a full hour with this guy. So we're going to split it up. And and we don't need to bury the lead here. This is the director. You heard the director of The Director last week. This is the director, Paolo himself, on the show. We'll get into exactly how he got into it, who he really is. But let's go take it there. Part one, which is going to cover that first amazing 2003 year of Halloween Horror Nights 13. Take a listen. Well, Chris, once again, you bring us another amazing guest. Last time we had the director of The Director. And now I'm, I, I'm sure they've seen the title. It's already been spoiled, but who do we have today?
1: Well, many people know him as the director. Some know him as uh, Paolo Ravinsky. We know him as Gino Garofalo. Uh, sorry, <laughs> G- 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 right yeah, sorry, Gianni. Gianni Garofalo. Sorry, <laughs> sorry man. It's See, it's this right. is why I let Chris take these. So just in case
0: <laughs> he's the one that messes it up, not me. I look like I get off uh, scot-free. My last name is Seculo, so I understand uh, the, the issues there, Gianni. <laughs>
1: I say it's his name wrong bad. all the time, so don't worry about it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me start this again. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: it's really fine. I think our audience will like that. Who, here, I'll, I'll, give, I'll let yeah. you say who Leave we, it. in. Yeah, who is this, Chris? Yeah. I'll let you say it. Now, maybe we'll say it clearly. We'll stop talking and let you actually say, introduce our guest to him for us. Go ahead.
1: Gianni Garofalo. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> G-
0: Gianni, welcome to ScareZone. Thanks for coming on.
2: Of course, man. Thank you, guys. This is really cool.
0: Now we have people from all over the world, obviously listening, and people out. We we've had people from all over the planet also broadcasting. Are you coming to us from the LA area? Is that where you are now?
2: Yeah, Los Angeles, pretty much down by Venice Beach. Oh, nice. Where we yeah, imagine cool. h- a- horror
0: icons to live in Venice Beach, pumping iron. It's
2: pre- actually, man. There's places down there where the director doesn't want to go. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> 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 there's some spots that I've seen down there at night where I'm like, no, that's cool. <laughs> Well, man, <laughs> not going there.
0: It's awesome to have you. I, I think we have to start because a lot of people. So, just to clarify, everyone knows this is uh, if you saw the marketing campaign. On, and correct me if I'm wrong. Any sort of commercials or anything that was related to the director when it came to outside of the park, uh, that was you.
2: Yes, yes, and and in the park too, they had like posters and yeah. stuff in the park, and um, I actually snuck on the ride. When they did it in Hollywood, I snuck on and did the show, and it was really weird because they had my face on a screen on the tram, nice. but they had overdubbed. They had overdubbed my voice with somebody doing like a crazy, like kind of Ukrainian accent. It was really funny. Right, so,
0: so that's <laughs> not you. The scary voice, not you.
2: No. <laughs> so let's let's
0: back up then. Just talk about your career before you were the director. What were you doing, and how did this role end up coming to you?
2: Well, the thing is is like I'm still and was then like a musician. Like I've 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 played music basically my whole life out of high school and um did some really schools. I lived in London for a while and um oh, cool. was signed to Virgin UK over there by this guy. Um Wow Tim Simon signed us. He does that bomb the bass records. Oh, and yeah. He uh and we um I did a track on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, the the Baz Luhrmann one with um Nellie Hooper. So nice. you know, I had you know, I had like a musical background and when I was out here in LA, I just, um, at the time I just, I don't know how it happened that I started. I think I had, a, I was dating a girl that was going on a lot of castings and I would go with her and they'd be like, Oh, you know, will you do this commercial too. So I got this agency and they, um, I was just doing commercial stuff, you know? And, uh, what happened was I went and, um, I went on this, that my agency called me and they're like, Hey, can you go on a casting for this, uh, This uh, it's for the role as a pretentious director is what they told me. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I got this. And uh, so I went down there and the guy called us in the room. as like a cattle call thing, like five at a time. And he was like, you could tell he had best like at the end of his day, he was like over it. He's like, let me just get as many of you in here as I can, you know, to explain to you. And he was like, it's the role of a snuff film director. And when he said that, I actually was like, oh, uh," and he looked at me with like this attitude (laughs) and he was like, what is that? Like, You don't want to do it now, and I was like, "Well, you know, I mean, uh, it's that's a little dark, man." (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's a little dark for me, dude." Like, you know, uh, I'm you know, I was like, and he's like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Q -Q and Aing me inside the casting with all these guys standing around looking at me like, like you don't want to work or something." And I was like, "Well, I got my my parents, you know, are alive. You know, I don't want them to see me doing (laughs) some crazy stuff." And so. So I was like whatever man I'll go I'll just go into it cuz I wanted to do it. I was like I'm not going to not do it. So that <laughs> that's when I was like, you know, I'm just going to have fun with this thing, you know, and I'm going to So I really kind of from the beginning was like, "Ah, I'm going to do whatever." And I went in and I forget that what that first one was. And then I got a call like that day from my agent going, "Hey, they want you for like a second call back." You know, and I was like, "Oh, cool. You know, this is all right. So, um, they, they came back with like all these bizarre rules. They're like, yeah, they want you to come in the callback, but you have to wear all black and you have to do this. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, I so said coming from a musician background, I was like, F that. Like I had on like Levi's and I put on a black t-shirt. I was like, whatever. And I show up and there was like six guys that were there wearing, like, they were all like, you could tell, like they were from like, they were magicians or from something. They had these weird, like magician looking black suits on with like embroidery and i and i was like what the heck is going on so there's me in my jeans and t-shirt like and that kind of furthered my like i'm just gonna have fun with this and not you know go nuts and what happened was i i kept hearing from behind the door when when the guys would go in there i kept hearing all of this screaming you know like they were screaming like no no like all this And i was like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) is going on in there like Dude, so I actually started to get a little, um, you know, sketched out. So when they were like, all right, Gianni, you know, come on in. I went in there, and there was like – Dean Carr was in there with this little camera, and there was this chair set up with all this lighting on it. And there was like – on the table, there was this amazingly beautiful fresh fruit display. And I was like, oh, cool, snacks. Yeah, nice. But there was like <laughs> – it wasn't for me, but there was um, – <laughs> This girl was there, Marissa Weckham. I don't know if Dean mentioned her. She was from the ad agency David and Goliath. And it was her and like these Universal execs. So all of a sudden, I was in this room. And, you know, I was coming from a musician background where it's, you're kind of like when you go on stage, you kind of go up and there's a crowd and you do your thing. It's never, you're never really under that kind of microscope. So I was like, whoa, this is nuts. You know, so Dean was like, hey, you know, I'm going to film you, whatever, and I'm going to walk you through a scene. Like, you're a guy that's like, you have this you film people and you you kill them and it's like your passion like you're this director that, that that fancies himself kind of like a legitimate you know director like high-end director and you know you're filming these scenes and he's like you've got this girl she's walking on these boxes that are like you know stacked like you know 12 feet high or whatever and she's walking along with a noose around her neck you know and she's walking and at the end she's gonna fall and you know hang yourself and you're filming this and i'm like all right cool you know and he's like walking me through it he goes okay and so you know action and i'm kind of doing this thing and and in my mind i'm thinking that when he said that i was like so this guy even though he's a deranged lunatic he's going to have some semblance of like cool you know what i mean he's not just gonna fly off the handle and scream and that's when i understood what the screaming was about so I kind of internalized it and was kind of more, and he's like, okay. And she, she almost falls before the end of the take and she blows the scene. And like, you get upset. So it was more of the, what you saw, I think of the director on the, on the thing, there was this internal like killing to him was just like, as if you were, as if I was, you know, doing a scene with somebody riding their bike and all. And I'm like, okay, no way cut, but it was still a little dark, you know? And Dean mentioned to me after that, we kind of, when we went in to dissect the character for what it was doing, he kind of, talked about that part for a minute he's like how did you come to that conclusion rather than you know flying off like no you know which was the whole thing and 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 so it was cool like that was kind of how it came to be for that and then they called me later that day my agency was like you know you booked this gig and then i mean we can i can go on through the whole story unless you want to do more questions
0: oh yeah we can we can break in here i'm sure chris is something
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the to the
1: podcast, but we've had a few guests on, and they've all said you must interview the director, dude. He's one of the coolest guys we know. <laughs> this is true. I'm not making that up. People have said that. So I want to know um, what why happened are you so set? cool? You know, no. With... No. Go, go, go. Yeah, why are you so cool? What can we do to be more cool? No, uh, oh, what man. what was happening on set? Talk us through um, some of the early stuff that you did. It sounds like Dean
0: changed your mind completely when it comes to the original guy who came in and said, You're a snuff film director. And finally, someone presented it with a little bit more beauty in a weird way.
2: Well, Dean, oh, yeah. Well, Dean was like, you know, I liked Dean because I felt I didn't know what his background was. But I guess since he was a music video director, did all the great Marilyn Manson stuff, did all the greatest, you know, like, you know, and, but I just, there was like a kind of rock and roll vibe with him where like I was in a room, you know, like that room with, Ad agency Universal and Dean Carr. And Dean Carr was like, I felt like I'm with a rock and roll. Like it just, I felt comfortable around him. So when it came time to do, like they're like, you booked the gig, like you're working in like two days, you're going to this thing. So when you talk about on set, the first thing that happened was we went and the original thing was they're like, okay, we're going to shoot some stuff, um some initial photographs and stuff downtown at like the Orpheum Theater or whatever in downtown LA. So you know, I just took the metro rail down there, you know, walked a couple blocks and went to the set and they, they were like, you know, here, and I think I had my own white button down shirt and they, they put the contacts in, which took an hour. Cause I, they, they even asked me like, Were are you cool with contacts? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I was like, I don't want anything to do with that stuff. And they're like, all right, fine. Get down there. They had, they had contacts. And it was like, <laughs> you know, just, I was being a wimp. I think, you know, now <laughs> I would just kind of zone out, but I think I was being a wimp about oh, it. I'm terrible. To, at to, I'm terrible to totally at contacts. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but they um so we went down and we were hanging out on the set and he was like splashing me with blood it was on my shirt and you know he was like yeah do the thing with your fingers you know that that classic like rectangle look through it and tilt your head down and that's where it all came i had the little camera and you know they had that little handheld like eight millimeter camera thing and we shot basically i think what ended up being the posters in this initial like get to know you kind of deal and then what happened was um we went to um after, a funny story about that was we worked like all day there and um Dean was like dude this is great And you know, I was working with Dean we were having a lot of fun because I was you know from not coming from an acting background I guess I didn't know how you were supposed to act on a set so I was kind of like having a lot of fun we were laughing we were making jokes I was snapping into different characters I think I was doing some Sammy Davis Jr. stuff Frank Sinatra <laughs> like with the contact lenses and stuff and maybe like Robin Leach came in like it was we were really having some fun with it but a funny thing when I left, I had to get back on the metro, and I was like, "Done." I was like, "I'm out of here." There was blood on my shirt, blood on my face. <laughs> didn't have the contacts in, and it was like 5:30 uh, in the afternoon on like a Tuesday. You know, that was that set experience. And then you know, we could do some more questions, but I can uh, the set experiences from Universal, the Orlando, the 2003 ones were really funny. Yeah, and you t- know, before
0: but... you did this, did you have any idea the impact of what a Halloween Horror Nights icon meant? Because I would assume in LA it still definitely existed, but at this point Orlando had started to kind of get a reputation for the icons. and they became more the marketing tools. They became these, I mean, they're, they're icons. they became the character. I think a lot of us sometimes forget really it, the heart and soul of it is marketing. But for you, were you aware of what really this meant and that you'd be all over merchandise and, and so on?
2: No, no, I would have asked for a better rate. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I would have got a royalty. No, no, I, I didn't know because out here they canceled Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood like way back in the 90s because in 2006, um, well, no, see, to answer the question, no, I didn't know because we didn't have it back here because at, at a certain point in time something happened when they, when they had it going on out here in the 90s. So they shut down Universal Studios Hollywood. Halloween Horror Nights, until in 2006 when we did, I'm sure I'm, I might be jumping ahead, but when we did the Sweet 16 thing, in 2006, they had the director, they had the clown, right? they had the caretaker, and they had a witch. And it was kind of around then that I realized that, oh, each year has like a really scary thing, and we, d- we delivered a cake, and we killed somebody, and that's when, right after I did that, the Universal Hollywood people were like, hey, we want to do a relaunch of our one out here, and we want you to do it, but that actually that that didn't go very well at all but uh, we'll go back to the the orlando we can get to that later but we'll go back to the (laughs) orlando but i didn't know um no i didn't know how big it was going to be or what it was i knew that they did these rides and when i got out there they were like this is a big you know like I, i knew how big of a deal it was just by the the attention that was coming towards what i was doing when when we were doing it but i can get back to that after some questions if we get to the on set because that was like the orlando 2003 was the big dean car yeah. dean car i'll call it the dean car experience it was <laughs> I, I have some wild stories that i want you know i mean we'll, we'll do some you know questions <laughs> he may
0: have hinted at a few of those uh chris oh <laughs> sorry go ahead
2: yeah man i mean it, you know i was only there for two days in 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 2003 i flew out on a thursday I got there on Thursday and uh shot Friday with the agency. Saturday with with Dean for the whole thing and flew back Sunday morning. Now, Dean Carr, I show up on Thursday and as soon as I get there, my phone's ringing in my hotel room. It's Dean like Garofalo, you know, get down. We're going to get drinks. We're hanging out in the bar. Come on. It was me and Dean and that <laughs> chick, Marissa. So I'm like, cool. So we go down to the bar. We hang out. Um, you know, and and we're drinking and, you know, the whole time he's going to do tomorrow is going to be great because it starts to get late at this point. You know, like we're sitting at the bar, we're chilling. And, and at the time, I don't know if he mentioned this, he was drinking chocolate mar- martinis, which I thought was like horrific. I was right. like, I don't even know what the hell that is. I don't, know if, you think I don't is.
0: know if I want to think of Dean Carr drinking chocolate. Uh, <laughs> you,
2: you know, I was like, this is disgusting, bro. Like, you got to get it together, bro. Like, come on. I was like, going, oh, please, bro. But, you know, do something. Just. To any other brown liquor but that so we're it's getting late and he's going oh man don't and i'm going man i should get some sleep you know tomorrow i gotta get a 6 a.m call and he's and he's going dude it's gonna be fine tomorrow's gonna be easy piece of cake you're all good so i'm thinking in my mind that since he's directing it if he's telling me that everything's all good yeah cool. so so i'm hanging out with him i go up to my room i finally get to my room like three three four or whatever and i um, because the adrenaline of being there you know 5 30 a.m they're like it's your wake-up call i don't even wake up through it. there's like a knock at the door and it's the girl from universal that's sent to like pick me up to go do this stuff you know so i'm like oh i gotta take a shower she's like what you're not ready and i'm like dude so i take a shower we go to the set and i'm like sitting there like kind of got a headache i'm like so tired and i'm like where's dean and they're like oh dean doesn't work today and i was like oh, oh. this guy dude so I'm, like, in makeup, and I'm working with the ad agency, and there was the girl, um, Ann Bioti, that was the writer, and another girl. And there were these really nice blonde girls, and they're giving me sides. You know, they're giving me stuff that's, like, and, I, and it's the, the classic lines, like, where I'm describing my methods of doing stuff, you know, bloodletting with leeches, whatever else it was, you know, all this weird stuff. And I'm looking at these two girls, I'm like, you girls wrote this stuff? Like, yeah. you got know, have some dark side to you, you know? So... I'm doing this thing and we're shooting and these people leave and all of a sudden into the room starts filing all these people in suits and I kind of get nervous, right? I'm like, yo, what what is this? You know? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, Oh man, like I'm thinking like I'm blowing this, you know, like I'm blowing this. And then one of the people comes over and talks to me and he's like, you know, I'm one of the executives from universal Orlando and one of the PAs came over and, or one of somebody from universal came over and got us because they were telling us of, of what a great job you were doing. You know we want to come down and watch and we're really you know we, we think this is great we're really happy and I was like oh, okay and that kind of really got me into that first day thing so then Dean finally shows up at like you know five in the afternoon he's like hey Garofalo how you doing man and I like go over there and I obviously I don't want you to bleep everything out but I was kind of under my breath going thanks a lot man right, right. <laughs> gonna be, you know and I'm giving him like that whole it's gonna be great man you you can do it's gonna be easy piece of cake I'm like what time did you <laughs> sleep till bro? You know, like, do you have a nice see, rest? See, maybe
1: Dean believes in the method acting. So you wake up, you know, bloodshot and hair all over the place and, you know, don't need much, much makeup.
2: He did because the Universal people loved it. And I believed in him <laughs> 100%. Like, and I believed in direction 100%, which is funny, like directing the director kind of thing. There was all these funny little jokes of that. And um, But I'll tell you, after that first day, we did all that stuff. We shot that. And the funny thing was... We were doing the first scenes that day, like early in the morning, and I was delivering the lines, and they were kind of going, "Uh, "It's not. Somehow, it's not working." And I'm like, "I know. I don't feel like it's working." And we kept trying to do it, and didn't feel like it was syncing up. And I was like, "Oh, where's the camera? You got to give me the camera. Where's you know?" Because the camera that that little handheld eight millimeter camera, and as soon as they gave it to me, and it was like having that prop was like you know the lightsaber. It was like all of a sudden. You know, it was like all of a sudden it was like, okay, now we're doing this. And it was cool because they were really nice. Like they gave me the scripts and they kind of uh, they they allowed me since it was just like they allowed me kind of like the freedom to feel my way through it. It wasn't like a very like disciplined script of like, no, you said this sentence instead of that one. You know, they kind I had freedom with it to kind of explore it on in that time. And it was really cool, you know. And then um, the, the, I got dinner that night with Dean and, um, you know, and he was trying to be funny He's like, you ought to get some rest tonight, man. I was like, you do. I have a picture of Dean. Here's I, since I'll, here's, here's what we'll do. I have a picture. I, I don't know. I have to find it where when I was walking after the set that day and we were going to get dinner, they had these things that shot water out of the ground, right, at Universal Orlando. You know those water fountains? Yeah, it's yeah like, of
0: course. Just the uh, like kids you know.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> like that type of thing you're, you're talking about Like the, the the things that just shoot up
2: Yes, yes, yes Kids run in them and Dean Carr Dean Carr is running <laughs> over these him. things and, and squatting over them While it's shooting in his butt crack <laughs> Like he's standing there And all these kids are like going What the you know, like, mom, mom, mom There's mom. a man over here Hello. <laughs> There's a crazy guy over here <laughs> like, It was so funny I, was like, I have a picture of him doing it I have a picture of him doing it so, I'll have to get that. So I have to find it somehow. I have other pictures, but um, the next day was the Dean Carr day, and that was on a huge set. It was so much fun. I mean, like I can't describe you walking on that set that day after a good night's sleep. And um, the 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 like it was like the one in the church where I did all the weird stuff. So this is for I, a
0: commercial um, for the commercial. This
2: is it? the this was the 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 2003. This was the footage he shot. All this all the stuff you saw that was online. Yeah. All the stuff that shocking the guy in the bathtub. Yeah, the court jester that was tied up and um, you know it was really funny because the, the the special effects guys had a fake head of the guy that was the court jester because I put a nice big fish hook through his cheek. Oh, you know yes. in the, in one of the scenes and so we're sitting there and they're like okay we have this thing and I'm like hey man uh, you. You know, and they're like, you're going to put the – I'm like, do you have – like, is it going to show, like, the fish hook? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, if I put the fish hook through, like, I don't even know. I've never – obviously, I've never done this before. Like, what if I clam it, you know? Like, <laughs> if if I mess it up and we got to do it again, and, and they start panicking, you know? They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, "Well, just." Give me, go get some pears or something. Like, give me a piece of fruit, get a banana, you work with something. Like, it's so, you still got something. that fruit over there
0: from the meeting, it's still out there,
2: yeah. Yeah, right. I'm like, I've never stuck a fish to excuse anything, you know. I don't even fish, you know. So, get so it was really funny. And we did some, Dean had me do some pranks. Like, when we went to the since I had the contacts and I wore these dark sunglasses, and um, my face was all white with the fake veins. And we went to the commissary to eat lunch when I, Dean and I just, Dean. Here's another funny thing. Dean gets me. He's like, "Hey Garofalo, you know, come with me. We'll get in the golf cart, dude. I get in a golf cart with that guy. Like the director. I was like, I'd rather be on the set putting fish hooks through a guy's face, dude. This guy in a golf cart was like <laughs> stomping on the gas. He was trying to take us on the rides, like where the trams go. Like we'll just go through this. I'm like, going, dude, we're gonna get, we're gonna fall. Like it was so fun. But he, in the commissary, he'd go, "Hey, hey Garofalo, come here. Go sit next to that girl over there eating, and uh, you know, take your sunglasses off, you know, and start talking to her." Yeah, so I went and sat down with my lunch, and this girl's eating, and you know, and, and I'm like, you know, so I take my sunglasses off and like get like right close to her face. I'm like, so how you doing? And she looked at me and was like, <laughs> no, and just got up, walked away, left her food. It was hilarious. <laughs> Dean thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I mean,
0: and you're doing was, anything for your was, director, you'll uh, take uh, take shame. Uh, we okay. had
2: we had yeah, we had so much fun that day, you know, and, and I realized how big it was, and I felt really a a sense of um, you know a real sense of like, wow, this is, this is huge. These people out here. And they were telling me the people out here love this thing, you know? And then that led to, I mean, I have other humorous stories about that night about Dean Carr being, um, you know, we wrapped that day and, and, uh, it was like, I was done. I was like, Whoa, dude, you know, it was late. I went and it was that night was the big party. That was like the universal people, the ad people, everybody from David and Goliath, we were all going downstairs, going out for drinks and dinner. Like we did it, like it was over. So we go, I'm in my hotel room. I'm having like the first breath of like, it's over. You know what I mean? Like I shower, I'm like taking a deep breath, <sighs> drinking some water. It was super humid. And and then all of a sudden my phone rings, right? I answer. I'm like, hello. It's Dean Hey, Garofalo, <laughs> I I I got I got to come to your room. I I got I got to come to your room. I my, I broke my radio. I'm like, how the hell did you break your radio? Right. I got I got to come to your room. I broke my radio. Hey, why is like, that important? Uh, I'm like, all right, man, like whatever. So he comes in my room. He's got all these bottles of this chocolate martini stuff, and I'm going, oh, Dean, you know, again, he, he's got like. He's got like two people with him, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting there with him, and my phone rings, and I'm like, hello, and it's this, and they, it's this frantic voice on the other side of the phone. They don't even say hello, they're like, do you know where Dean Carr is? And I'm like, yeah, 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 he's sitting right here. And all of a sudden, he's go doing the whole, no, 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 no I'm, I'm not here, here. no. <laughs> and I'm going, what? And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, well, I thought he was like, oh, there's only one room, so I guess, yeah, no, what's going on? And they're like, we're all waiting for him downstairs. He's holding us all. We have dinner reservations. And, so, and I'm going, oh, man, like I'm going, Dean. And he goes, Dean's all Garofalo. Go run interference for me. I'll be down. Just go run interference and tell him you'll be down. And, and, and I'll be down in like in like 20 minutes. So I'm like, I'll be right down, Dean. I'll be, so I go down and I'm talking to everybody and I'm hanging. And I kind of alleviate it because they're all like, you know, thank you. And there's this whole thing. And I'm having a beer with these guys. And all of a sudden, it's like a half hour later, like a half hour later. And Dean's not down. They're like, look, can you go get him? And I'm like, all right. So I go in from the lobby. I go over to the elevator, and there's four huge guys in suits at the elevator, right? And I'm like, wow, this is this guy's. Someone's in trouble here. So I push the the elevator thing, go in the elevator. I'm going upstairs. I go to the 10th floor. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to the 10th floor, too. I'm like, cool. So I walk out of the elevator. I make a left out of the elevator. They make a left out of the elevator. All of a sudden, I get this sinking feeling (laughs) in my stomach. And I can hear this ruckus coming from down the hall, the radio on, like, 12 and all of a sudden i'm like you guys hear from room for him like 1026?" And they're like yeah we're gonna evict mr garofalo and i'm like uh they're like this is the fourth noise complaint we've had in the last half hour we're, he's we're evicting him from the hotel i'm like first of all i am mr garofalo okay obviously i'm not in there yeah i i was like come with me man so we go into the hotel i open the door dean's got like 12 people in there i don't even know these Crazy tatted up dude. There's booze, stuff's broken. There's booze everywhere. There's cigarette smoke. Don't leave Dean Dean, room alone. No, I'm going. What's up? He's all on I'm like, dude, they got the security. They're evicting me over this, man. I'm like, like, like I'm like, Dean, out, out. So all of a sudden, I told the security, I'm like, dude, you guys work for me now. I'm just, I'm the director. You're with me. And I'm like, Dean, get everybody, get out, get out, get out, get out. I was just doing the whole like, I don't care, get, I don't care, go, go. You're being Lucky the dad evicted. in the situation. Totally, I'm like, that's it. Party's over, dude. The radio's on the floor. It's all the CD tops busted. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, Dean. I was like, Dean, you're paying for this. I am not. This not my incidentals, bro. <laughs> dude, right like now,
1: De- Dean's starting to sound a bit like Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Like a night out with Bill. Yeah. It, it we'll
2: was we'll so. It with. was. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. It was. It was the best thing in the world. And then that. I mean, this is before we went out. I, it. You know, we'll do some questions and stuff. But no,
0: keep going. This is fun. I'll
2: keep going. <laughs> obviously Dean's kind of on his best behavior we go to this cigar bar afterwards this Cuban cigar bar and we're hanging out there i'm having a cigar with this guy from uh, David and Goliath this super nice guy I forget his name but he was so nice and we're sitting there i'm like sitting there going man i am like done like i i'm about to go crash out <clears throat> and dean's like you know Garofalo, i got you got to go do something for me you got to go get, get in the car with these people you're going to go over here and 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 then you know you're, you're going to come back and i'm like oh my god so He gets me in the car with these people and I end up in the middle of nowhere, Florida and in this house and with these two girls. And then the like the the girl's boyfriend comes home. I had to jump out of the bathroom window. I'm running through the Everlades calling the Hard Rock Hotel asking them, (laughs) how do you spot alligators in the dark? Yeah, This is the story (laughs) he
0: referred to a little
2: bit. They're like they're like who is this? I'm like it's Mr. Garofalo, the director, Mr. Garofalo, the guy you almost evicted. Yeah. I'm like I'm in the, I'm like you gotta help me. I'm running through this thing. This this girl's boy. I, I mean nothing was happening. I mean this isn't a very sultry or very sordid. T- I mean I just went to this house, and you know all of a sudden I mean but this girl's boyfriend. I was I almost pulled the director on him because he's like you know he was freaking. I was like I'm gonna beat you up man. I know you want my girlfriend. And I was about to go, hey, I'm a director, bro. I just saw today I put a fish soak through a guy's face. I executed another guy. Got paid for it. I Pulled this sca- guy. You're not messing with me. You didn't scare me. Give me a machete. No, but I was like, <laughs> you know, jumped out of this bathroom window and was running like Forrest Gump, like full speed. And all of a sudden the fear got me. I was like, dude, you're in like Florida, bro. Like I was running through like what felt like wet grass. Oh, but yeah. But like I must I must have ran a mile on adrenaline, into in the middle of it, before I realized, I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> Looking around, there's like nothing. It was just grass and like that kind of mist on the ground. I was like, "Oh, uh, like like that Stephen King's um, Silver Bullet when they're walking through and there's like the the dry ice thing." I was like, "Oh, this is horrifying!" So I call. This is two thousand three.
0: We don't have uh, right, so, we don't have GPS yet on our phones. Not good. No,
2: I just have my little Nokia, so I'm like, thank God I got served. So I'm calling the Hard Rock, and they're like, surf. You tell us where you are, we can come get you. And I'm like, I, I uh, just like look for the big swamp, <laughs> you know,
0: like, <laughs> like that's Florida, sir, um, in
2: Florida. Yeah. So so I, I walk towards where I see like you know like land, but it looks literally like something out of like Jurassic Park. There's like vines hanging from trees, and I'm walking through this shrubbery now. Now I'm in like like going through like a forest and i find a a street sign that's got a number on like it's like got the the moss on it it looks like something out of like you know charlton heston should be around or something like omega man and they're like 20 minutes later there's a purple suburban from the hard rock they're like how you doing mr groff yeah i'm great right this is awesome i got you know I, i have cuts from vines and so i get to the hotel and you know i i go to sleep and um the next day uh you know, a Dean had went shopping and left all of his stuff in my room. So like checkout time, and I'm so I'm like carting now. Not only to have my stuff, I'm carting all of Dean's tokens around. Like I mean, I'm talking like five huge souvenir bags of like coffee mugs with Captain America stuff on <laughs> it. You know, and I'm carting this stuff through the hotel. And I'm all I'm, at this point, I'm kind of I'm like I'm gonna leave it. I'm, I'm you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to myself in the lobby. I'm I'm leaving. I swear to God, I'm, gonna leave. I'm not. <laughs> You think I'm going to take your
0: stuff home with me? Goodbye, Florida. Like,
2: so, so Dean comes to me and he goes, dude, Garofo, we got a serious problem. Come here. And I'm like, Oh God. You know, and we go into a room and he goes, Hey, and this is remind you, this is before the JJ Abrams days. So right. he's like, dude, they were looking at some of the film and we got flares. You know, we got, we, we got flares on some stuff we got. We might have to reshoot some stuff. They've already like, we called it. They, they've already, they're already striking the set. Like we've, we've called over there and told them to stop striking the set. Like. We might have to reshoot some stuff. So we're waiting for him to rush this stuff over here right now. And I'm looking at my watch like, dude, I got to get to the airport, man. Like, this is – this. you guys have been great. <laughs> this has been fun. <laughs> you know, like, going it on? was way more – there was so much more going on behind the camera than in front. You know, but I was like, dude, whatever. I'm a team player. And they were like, you know, we'll get you on another flight. It's all good. So they rush these VHS things over, and we watch them. And it was actually the flares. He's like, oh, they're pretty cool. They were, like, just in a couple scenes where it was me – Holding the camera in a solo shot, it wasn't like the main stuff. And mind you, if this was after, you know, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, all the It would have been, uh, uh,
0: all all in style. There
2: would have been more flares, but yeah. So you know, I mean, I got on the plane, I came home, and was like, you know, whoa, that was nuts. And then there was 2006, but I'm sure we can do some, um, yeah, some questions. Yeah, well,
0: let's wrap up your first year, 2003. So. You shoot all that, production in Are you aware of what's going on in Florida? Do you ever attend? Does anything happen like that? Or is it just kind of, at that point, you separate yourself and say, okay, that that part is done?
2: Uh, no, no. What had happened was after that, they were like, um, you have to, uh, after that, it was... Um, they were like, okay, I had to do some, some overdubs, some vocal overdubs, I think on some of the stuff. And I had to do a lot of spots for, um, like monster energy, Burger King. And I had to do radio commercial spots, which was really fun and really funny. I mean, one time when I went down to the, the place was actually closer to where I live now is the studio was called Lime. Um, I still have a, 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 green clothespin, I think that was holding my sides up on the, nice. in, in the vocal booth. And, um, I was in there doing this stuff, and I went out to get a snack. This place was top-notch. I mean, they had fresh fruit. They had the snacks. I mean, snacks is big with me. I'm a musician. I'm used to going to places, and there's nothing. There's a vending machine with, like, you know, a beer in it. And you're like, right. oh, great. Yeah. So, so you know, they had, you know, snacks. And I'm sitting there, and I look over on the floor, and I'm like, who's that chick sitting there cross-legged with her friend? She looks familiar. I'm like, oh, that's Jennifer Aniston. So <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, wow. Cool, man. At the time, she was with Brad Pitt, so and I also knew that like it was way, way not. You know what I mean? I I, 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 I wish I, now I would have went over and been like, hey, you know, I'm doing some vocal. I'm the director, right? You ought to ditch that Brad You've Pitt. been to guy. Orlando. Nowhere.
1: Uh, you should have yeah, had Dane right.
2: with you. I'm sure he would have thought of something. Oh, I know, right? Hey, Garofalo, go over there and sit in her lap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> go over there. Put the context. Go over in. there. Start giving her a shoulder rub. Start talking in Latin. You know, just some <laughs> crazy stuff. Like make up some Latin and give her a shoulder rub. You know? Yeah. And, and meanwhile, I'm getting arrested and he's laughing outside the cop car, like trying to take a picture. Oh. But um, it was uh, it was some really uh, you know that that was fun stuff and I did a lot of the vocal overdubs and I did stuff with them. They were showing me stuff. The the ad agency David and Goliath were really like you know they were showing me stuff. I was getting DVDs of the of the of the spots they were showing me and I was kind of like oh wow this looks really cool. I mean they didn't show it out here because there was no you Halloween horns. It was mainly an internet type thing. Right. You know like a lot of the stuff was the internet and um you know a lot of that stuff but it was a lot of radio stuff i think i heard it, some stuff on the radio it was basically me going into the station and literally having to say stuff like will you make the cut you know like that was what i had to go do i'd go over there and say that or um i think that was what, it, what the line was but i had to do it like every time and i was like Don't you, can you say? I, I mean i got a musical background i know you can sample this shit. pup daddy's right. sampling songs you know like you got to just, just sample it, you know, save yourself some time. But they, they were like purists about it. And I was cool with it. Cause you know, it was, I was wanted to be a team player and stuff. And, um, then, um, you know, let me think 2003, I went out there. I did that. Um, we did it, you know, they, they gave me, I got a bunch of posters. I still have some, actually, some of the posters from that. And, um, I actually got some of the Spanish posters. That was really cool. Nice. Cause it was like something about peligro or something, you know, it's like, Oh, awesome. You know, and uh, that was that was kind of how that went down for for 2003, the the big one. I I'll, might remember some other stuff, but I mean, that well, was me pretty feeling. detailed. Yeah, man. that
0: was pretty good, man. You did you did 35 minutes on that one, so I think we can say we got a good bit. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more, and this could be. I mean, hearing these stories and just the outsider stories are my favorite so far. I'm, not even what happened on set. It's just now, now I'm both, I want to work with and I'm terrified of Dean Carr both at the same time.
2: (laughs) He's, he's the, but the whole time, like his whole vibe, his being is like the nicest, funniest guys. Like I said, he was running through the puddles. Like he's like, like he's like that stuff. Like you didn't see it in spinal tap, but he's not unlike that kind of playful. Like, Hey, yeah, let's throw a watermelon out the window. And like, you know, it's just funny stuff, you know, or whatever it is. Like it's, he he probably made me feel the most comfortable, and he's like the the nicest, most fun guy. Today, I haven't seen him honestly. We've been in touch a little bit here and there on Facebook, but we haven't, um, you know, hung out at all. Uh, we did actually do the 2006 resurgence a little bit, but that's where it kind of made a left turn.
0: If all right, you will. But well, well then, all like- right, that's a perfect spot to say, let's make this part two. We'll keep going with you, but we'll we'll, we'll okay. end here for those listeners next week we'll follow up with part two. Well, Chris, we can take a breath
1: (laughs) Yes. and
0: uh, reconnect because next week on the show or next show, episode 29, which we got to come up with. We're going to have for 30. It's got to be great. So I thought this was intense enough, but guys, it gets a little even crazier, I have to say in 29.
1: I feel like I need some aspirin after that interview. I know, man. Man,
0: uh, Gianni is legit. And he says it in the next one, and I want to make sure you guys know this, how much he does care about everyone. And he honestly didn't know as much of how big the fan base is for Halloween Horror Nights and really specifically for the director. So he, he shares that love in the next episode. We'll leave that in. But know that he's going to try to find many ways to connect. He definitely wants to come out and support and be be a part of the community because he loves this character so much. Well, Chris, before we ra- – I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, we need to get Dean back. I've got more questions for him now. No, that Dean
0: played it way too cool because he said, you know – Gianni over here was doing some crazy jumping out of girls' windows. Yeah. yeah. No, he didn't get into any chocolate martinis or (laughs) throwing down in hotel rooms. So I think, yeah, we got to get Dean back on at some point.
1: Hitting on A-listers and all the other stuff.
0: Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a breath, and we're going to come back in the next show, episode 29. With part two, he gets into the next portion of Halloween Horror Nights for him, which was Sweet 16, and then the year at uh, Horror Nights in California, as well as what could be the future of the director so that's going to be really interesting in the next episode but before then is there really hopefully we're going to record our next part separately because we want it for next episode because hopefully by the time we hear from you again or we talk to you guys again there's some news right chris
1: well we have the scare zone um curse so hopefully you know this is going out (laughs) we should have news yeah we haven't got much news we've got code names yeah, um, and we got a lot of stuff from uh, Merdy. Uh, yeah, a lot of Hollywood, Hollywood stuff, but really nothing. Yeah. It's
0: been pretty quiet in Florida. They, I mean, have the are these dates even official yet? Still not really, right?
1: Uh, it depends when this podcast comes out, but any day now, the UK uh, travel agents are going to start selling tickets for Halloween Horror and Nights. We have a should. good
0: idea, though, of what they are, so you guys yeah, can play yeah. that pretty safe. Uh, but there's no specific news yet for Horror Nights 27. And if uh, we get this interview out quick enough, I'll just send the rest of this to Mike, and uh, maybe the director comes back. I, and no, no reason to believe that's going to happen this year, but uh, there's definitely a want from all uh, from all sides, at least on this side of the microphone, to have the director return. Well, man, I think that's going to do it for this exhausting and <laughs> in, intense. And just fun, man. It's so much fun to talk to these guys. Oh, uh, brilliant, brilliant. And it's awesome thing for Gianni cuz we have been dealing with when we deal with a lot of these actors, they are actor actors. You we deal with James Keaton. Yep. I mean, he is an actor. I mean, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. yeah. Gianni is someone who's like this musician, rock and roll guy who kind of somewhat he didn't fall into it, but kind of did. It's a little bit different cuz I think he, his experience is almost as crazy as us listening to it. Like we feel like I feel like we're connected to him a little bit more. Oh, man. So let's get on to his next part, but until then, go to scarezone.com. Chris, oh, that's something new. Your book is out, the new book.
1: I have, yes. The new book is out now. It's called Psychos, and it is about the Psycho film franchise. About and all of them,
0: not the- just not just the Psycho one. We go in deep into like the
1: I do. crazy sequels. I get all the – if you like the gory stuff, I've got the gory stuff about how the original uh, murderer who was uh, the, the idea behind the whole thing and what he did and what he got up to. I mean it's very – um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then across all of the franchise, all of the films, right up to um, Psycho 4, the film in Orlando, and then Bates Motel that's currently on, on TV.
0: Awesome. Well, you can find that. I'll make sure we link that up on scarezone.com, but obviously Amazon, you can just find it and, and order it straight, and it goes straight to Chris. So it's really awesome. Again, that is Psycho's. The other books are available, Horror Nights, and Horror uh, Nights from last year I'm sure there's a new one Coming soon As well as The Universal Monsters books You can find all that You can get your t-shirts People are starting to pick up I, It's almost St. Patrick's Day and People are starting to pick up Their See What Finnegan shirts For St. Patrick's Day So do it Wear it out to the parks Wherever you're going Take a picture Send it to us We always retweet and follow If you do that You can find us on Twitter At Podcast, Facebook.com Slash ScareZone And Instagram S Z Podcast as well Whew Let's get on to next week. And until next time, keep your eyes closed and your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's.